Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for your word. Thank you for an opportunity to receive your holy word. Lord, we humble ourselves before your throne. Lord, we ask you to bring us into your perfect will. Let your will be done, Father. Thank you, Lord, that you are mightier than every enemy that we face. Thank you that your word is with us, your blessing is with us. And we lift our hands and we ask you to fill us. Lift your hands to the Lord and ask the Lord to fill you with his spirit, with his word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. Amen. Great. Are you excited to be in church? Wonderbar. Great. Tonight, um, we are going to continue to learn about the blood. Amen. Amen. How many want to know about the blood of Jesus? Yeah. We, we must know about the blood because it's very important. Amen. And um, I know that the Lord is going to bless us. And I know that he's um, a good God. Hallelujah. I'm just looking for something. And then we'll start. What do you think? Say, take your time. Yeah. All right. Okay. Now, I believe that um, it's very important for us to stay with the main message of the church. Amen. 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 Because it's very easy to turn away. Paul said, he wrote to the Galatians and he said, how quickly have you deserted the truth? Do you see? How quickly have you deserted? Then he went on to say, who has bewitched you? I believe a large section of the church is bewitched. Yeah. That is why we are We have become more of bankers and teachers of success and teachers of um, things that are not in the Bible, but that are desirable and nice to have, and people like them. So pastors have become ashamed of things in the Bible, but Paul said, be not ashamed of the testimony of the Lord nor of me his prisoner Amen, Amen. So we, we should not be ashamed of the testimony of the Lord nor of his real servants like I was saying the other day there are some of you if we were in certain public places if I was invited maybe at the inauguration of the second republic or fifth republic or ninth republic I was invited on Independence Day to speak at a national gathering and I was to speak what I have been asked to speak. You'll be ashamed of me. Yes. Hmm? Isn't it? Yeah. 
you would have said, oh, why didn't I give a gentle speech? <laughs> a gentle speech that was co politically correct. And that was pleasant to all. And win, win some favor so that people would say, this is a very nice pastor. But if I was to speak passionately about Christ and his blood and the opportunity that he has given us to be saved, some of you will be ashamed. But Paul said, be not ashamed of me, of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling not according to our works but according to his purpose and grace which was given to us in Christ Jesus before the world began but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel whereof I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher for this cause also I suffer these things but I'm not ashamed hallelujah that is the calling of a minister to speak about Christ who has called us amen so tonight I want us to look at the blood for just a few minutes Tonight, I don't want to preach for long because um, of um, reasons best known to myself. <laughs> There's something we used to say in secondary school for, is it? For reasons best known to himself and, yeah, those two, reasons best known to himself and assume all titles. The two words they used to say in school. Hallelujah. Now, let's, um, read one verse. Would you like to read a verse? Amen. Amen. Turn to Revelation. Chapter 5. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 5. Hmm? Have you found it? Yes. Revelation chapter 5, and we're going to read from verse 9. All right. It says, And they sang a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation and has made us unto our God kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth. Amen. Amen. The blood is the power behind missionary work. Amen. That is why you can see that the blood redeems people from every kindred, every nation, every people. Hallelujah. Amen. And every corner, there is power in the blood. Last uh, Sunday, I was in Akemoda, and um, I was preaching. And then I, was com I communicated with one of our pastors in America, you know, uh, who was in New York. And I told him that oh, I was preaching in Akemoda. And then he sent me a text. And he said, it is only the gospel that works both in Akimoda and in New York at the same time. Yeah. McDonald's works in New York, but it doesn't work in Akimoda. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Yeah. Most of the companies, international companies, they work there, but they don't work in Akimoda. It doesn't work there. Even you will not get certain banks. But there is one thing that works in New York City. It works in Akimoda. It works in Wa. It works in Tamale. It works in Nigeria. It works everywhere. And that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Now the Bible says that Christ has redeemed us by his blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. The blood washed multitudes. The blood washed tribes. The blood washed people. We have something that works everywhere. I said we have something that works everywhere. Are you excited about the blood? It has power. It will never lose its power. Amen. Hallelujah. It has power that will work in the Chinese world. It works in Koreans, amongst Koreans. You should go to Korea and see the Christians. Thousands. You should go to China. I met a pastor from China who works only in China. And he told me how they, they meet in halls. And they close the room with no windows. And they pray and they shout and they pray. He said, he said if you come, and he said they, they don't bath often. They bath once a month and so on. And he said, if you are outside the room and you enter, you can collapse from the scent. The smell is so strong. And he said, I think they can't open the windows because they don't want people to hear. And, and, I, and, and he said, there are so many millions of Chinese people serving the Lord. This blood is so powerful. It has worked as far as China, as far as Ghana, as far as every corner. It's powerful. Whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher. That's what I've been appointed about, to preach about this blood. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, to be redeemed means to be purchased. You know, it's like you've been bought once and for all. Hallelujah. But, and I'm just making one little point. It looks like even though we are redeemed, there is still a need for the blood to work every day. Amen. Amen. Because 1 John chapter 1 verse 8 is writing to the redeemed. And he says to the redeemed, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And then it says in verse 10, if we say, that's will, he John, he's John, and he's saying that if we say that we have not sinned, huh, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Now, the reason that I'm sharing this is because the blood is the key to the presence of God. When you enter the tabernacle, you first have to shed blood. After the blood is shed, there will be an entrance for you to go to the holy place. Wherever you see blood, there will always be oil or the spirit. Bible says God has saved us by his blood through his eternal spirit. You see that on Calvary, the blood was shed. A few weeks later, the spirit was poured out from heaven unto all of us. So the Bible says God is near to those that are of a contrite heart. When you are broken in your heart and you are humble and you ask God for forgiveness and he applies his blood to your life, his spirit also comes to be with you. Hallelujah. So wherever the blood is, the spirit is there. There are many verses that link the blood and the spirit. The Bible says there are three witnesses in the air. Blood and the water and the spirit. They are and they say the same thing. What the blood says, the spirit also says. So you find that people who are contrite and broken in spirit. Is that not what it says in Psalm 27 somewhere? Have you got your, 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 your thing there? Alright? It says it and it says when you are contrite and in, in, broken in spirit you know you have the Lord to be near you. I'm going to let Grace sing it for us. Amen. So even though we are redeemed, you know, you still need 
to be conscious of the reality that you need to be cleansed. Hallelujah. And not only that you need to be cleansed because it's a ritual, but you need to be cleansed because you are bad. Amen. And you see, it is better to think that you are bad than to think that you are good. The Bible says two people went to pray. One said, I pay my tithes. I fast three times a week. I go to the synagogue. I don't give to the poor. I don't steal. I have come. Another came and said, he beat his chest. And he said, I am not worthy. Jesus asked, which of these two do you think will be accepted before the Lord? Pastors, Christians. But I think that we have a great problem because we don't understand how come you say I am bad when I've been fornicated for the last five years. And I've been drunk for the last six years. And I've been stolen for the last seven years. What do you think? And I've been killed for the last eight years. Hey. Hmm. Are you there? Now, the law of Moses helped you to see how you sin every day. You see. In fact, if you are practicing the law, you know, you will feel free. You will wash, and they used to wash themselves with water. You wash yourself all the time. After every three hours, you know, you see that you are falling. <laughs> Turn with me to Leviticus. I want you to see your sins and my sins. Forgive. And you see that word unclean. Mercy. Mm. Are you ready? Leviticus chapter 11. And the Lord spake unto Moses and to Aaron, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, These are the beasts which ye shall eat among all the beasts of the earth. Beasts must be eaten. Whosoever parteth the hoof and is cloven footed, whosoever parted the hoof hmm, and is cloven footed and cheweth the cat among the beasts that shall ye eat. Nevertheless, ye shall not eat of them that chew the cat or of them that divide the hoof as the camel. You shouldn't eat camels. Because he that cheweth the cat but divided not the hoof he is unclean unto you. Do you understand? Animal that chew grass, but the hoof is one piece. You don't have to eat it. <laughs> if you eat, you know you are unclean. Hey! Hey, All right. And the coney. I don't know what animal is coney. And the hare, that is a rabbit. Because he cheweth the cat, but divideth not the hoof. He is unclean. So rabbits, all those who have eaten rabbits. No, I'm trying to show you, you can't move around for five minutes without falling into a problem. Even though you are redeemed. This is what the Bible says. It makes you unclean according to the laws of God. And Jesus came to fulfill the law. He did not come to contradict the law. 
And then the swine. Hey. Though he divide the hoof and be cloven footed, yet he cheweth not the card, he is unclean. Of their flesh ye shall not eat, and their carcass shall ye not touch. You are not supposed to touch a pig or the body of a pig. They are unclean to you. Right now, in the stomachs of many people here, <laughs> your uncleanness is manifest. How many have been enjoying some pork? Hey! Now, not only are some people enjoying pork, some are growing the pigs. Making a lot of pigs and sharing them into the world. Hey! Hey, yeah, more boy. Hey. Your own dear is where Any pig farmer. Where is Quasi? And those who have been farming pigs, you are unclean. Don't touch our hands again. So you see that by evening, you have sinned. In fact, by existing, you are sinning. Okay, fish. Let's go to the fish. Number verse 9. These shall ye eat of all that are in the waters. Whatever has fins and scales in the waters, in the seas, in the rivers, them shall ye eat. And all them that have not fins and scales in the seas and in the rivers, and of all that move in the waters. <laughs> And eh? crabs. What? Octopus. Octopus. What's that? Salmon. Salmon does it not have scales? Salmon doesn't have scales. Hey! What about tilapia? It has got scales. Okay. Okay, wait. Octopus. Shrimps. That means that all Ghanaians who eat shito. Hey, you are unclean. Maggi cube with shrimp. When you buy one or you are unclean. Okay. Whatsoever hath no fins nor scales in the waters, that shall be an abomination to you. Octopus, shrimps, prawns, lobsters, crabs. One day I was sitting by a lady, very this type of Polish lady. She worked in the bank and she had a big crab. Me, I don't know how to eat crab. So I was watching and I said, hey. So I was looking at the thing that I said, yeah, the thing wouldn't not scratch her. I sat by her. She ate every day. Um, there was nothing left in the plate. But she didn't know that my video was monitoring her seriously. Hey. 
she ate every leg. The, the shrimp was not existing. I mean, say the shrimp, the crab, big one. Hey. Hey. But it's an abomination. And these are they which ye shall have in abomination among the fowls. They shall not be eaten. They are an abomination. The eagle. The ossifrage. Ossifrage no sum oyedei. Huh? What is that? The one that they eat in Tamale. The black bird. What is it called? Tamale turkey. Guinea fowl. I confirm. Uh-huh. All right. The kite and the falcon. That's what it said. The buzzard. Verse 15. Every raven and the owl. The night hawk, the cuckoo, and the hawk, and the little owl, and the cormorant, the great owl, the swan, the pelican, the gear eagle, the stork, the heron, the lapwing, and the bat. Do you know anybody who eats bats? Yeah. Yeah. They sell it. One day we were doing marriage counseling. The wife said the, the marital quarrel that had come was that the man wanted the, husband, the wife to make bat soup for her. <laughs> and the wife and the wife Listen, I'm preaching. No, you, I'm preaching. You are not serious. Listen. And the wife said that she's afraid of the thing. She said, I'm afraid of it. So listen. All these, when you eat them, you are unclean. Do you see? Then, all fowls that creep going on all four. Hey. Yet this may ye eat of every flying, creeping thing that goeth upon all four. Even of them shall ye eat the locust. You may eat the locust, the bald locust, the beetle, and the grasshopper. But all other creeping things which have four feet shall be an abomination. So listen, either Moses was a liar. Or what Moses was saying was not. You see, this I believe anybody who eats bats, shrimps, prawns, pigs, pork, uh, all these animals, rabbits, as soon as you eat it, you have sent. Yeah. I believe it. But, and that's why he said that if we say that we have no sin, we are deceived. And the truth is not in us. As for the sin, we are doing... When you move now, you see that you are sinning. That's why the charismatic wave which came where we don't confess sins was a, another delusion. Yeah. In fact, I have come to find out that when I am broken in spirit and I, am, I, 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 I become conscious of sin and I confess genuinely I find that the anointing on my life increases like, it's like a jump. It's, a, it's an experience that I've had. Where, listen, please. Where you find that for some reason I'm very broken and sad and I'm crying to God, I find out that the anointing jumps because when the blood is poured, you see, by, by being conscious of sin, I confess genuinely and the blood is genuinely used to cleanse me. And when the blood is poured, the spirit also comes. But when you go around so confident and arrogant, confident of you don't know what, do you see, you find out that God even is not as close as he could be 
Because without knowing, so many things you are doing are offensive to God as far as God is concerned. He does not intend you to eat bats, to eat pork, to eat whatever. You are eating. And you see, it has been found that all these things have a negative effect. Shrimps, prawns, pork, this, all of them have a way of doing something negative sometimes. Do you see? And God knew. And you are destroying his temple that he has built. Yeah, on a daily basis. You are destroying the temple that he has built. And Bible says, if you destroy the temple, God will destroy you. So every day we take in Coca-Cola, we destroy our teeth. We take in Coca-Cola, which affects us negatively. Bad things constantly destroying the body. You are sinning, but most of us are unaware of sin. Especially in immature Christians. But as you go higher, you become more conscious of how God is, who he is, what he thinks about. And you will be afraid to accuse somebody because you, thou art guiltless, O man, that accuseth another. Hallelujah. Let's read on. Now, you find unclean animals. All right? So many things that are unclean, unclean meat, unclean water. Verse 35, everything whereupon any part of the akakas fallet shall be unclean, whether it be oven or ranges or pots, they shall be broken down, for they are unclean and shall be unclean unto you. Verse 35, and it goes on. So many, many things. But let's go to chapter 15. I just want to show you some few more. Do you see Verse 1. Leviticus. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Terence and said, Speak to the children and say, When any man has a running issue out of his flesh, because of his issue, he is unclean. Mercy. If a man has a sore that something is coming or a discharge from somewhere, from here, from there, from the places that things can come. Even from your eye. You are unclean. Forgive. Hmm? And this shall be his uncleanness in the issue. Whether his flesh ran with the issue or his flesh be stopped from the issue, he is unclean. And every bed whereon he lieth that had an issue is unclean and everything whereon he sitteth shall be unclean. Hmm. It's not a small thing. No? So an unclean person has come to shake your hand and you are also sitting there. Whoever sits on the thing which, with which the man who has the discharge has been sitting shall wash his clothes and bath in water and be unclean until evening. Now verse 7. Whoever touches the person with a discharge shall wash his clothes and bath in water and be unclean in the evening. When you shake somebody who has a sickness, you are also unclean till evening. You must bath and wash all your clothes. And, oh yeah. You see, if you are a doctor or you are a bacteriologist or virologist or parasitologist, you will know that these things are real. Even if you go to a certain place, the clothes that you wear, you won't wear it in your house. People don't know sometimes they go out and they come home and what they used to sit, you sit on a chair that somebody has, somebody put on it, then they wipe it. Somebody uses leg to move it like that. Okay, then you also come and you sit on it. Huh. Then you move. Oh, shift. Then you, you shift. You shift like that. <laughs> then somebody comes. Okay. Then you go home. You understand? Then you sit on your bed. You see, you are unclean. There is sickness. You are bringing it. Then maybe you also come and you lie at the place. Then you fall asleep. And your mouth open. Then your saliva goes on it to dissolve. Then you get up. Then you drink it. Then you are moving. Or when you sleep, your mouth doesn't open, you see. 
You, when you go home, you don't wash your hands. You are shaking. People have different, different discharge. Plaster somewhere. Something is oozing from somewhere. Something somewhere. Different things. Oh, mercy. Now, verse 8. Or if the man with the discharge spits on one who is clean, hmm? He too shall wash his clothes and bath in water and be unclean. Now, one day I was walking up the staircase Tamale Hospital and I was just trying to hold the wall. Somebody said, hey! Don't touch! And I saw so many signs on the wall, different, different, different things. And you see that the people are spitting on the wall. And that's where I saw the, the, the signs. And I was asking, what does it mean? Is that how they say it? And then the, the tree one is what? Yenti what? Huh? Yenti insio. Intesio. And the fancy one is what? Wanti. Intefi. All right. We don't spit on them. We don't spit here everywhere. And that is exactly what they are doing. Hey! And you two, you are walking and you are holding the wall and so on. Then you come home and then, you see, Moses said you are unclean because you are just about to destroy your body. You are about to take tuberculosis like that and lick it into your mouth. And destroy the temple. It's not only smoking which destroys the temple. We've, we only know about smoking and drinking. That destroys the temple. But all these things, when you go and you touch an unclean and you come and you don't wash your hands and you put it in your mouth, you are destroyed. You are about to kill yourself or give yourself a disease that will destroy the temple. So that one too is destroying the temple. When you drink Coke, six cubes of sugar in one little bottle like that, say you are about to harm yourself and harm the temple. Oh, Let me read, please. Every saddle on which the person with the discharge rides becomes unclean. Amen? Every earthenware, every kind of place, then the person becomes unclean. All right? Now, verse 16. Sex. If a man has a seminal emission... Or the man's seed of copulation goes out of him. Huh? Then he shall wash all his flesh in water and be unclean until the evening. <laughs> hey. When you have sex now, you become unclean. And uh, there are children here. Otherwise, I will show you about seven ways by which you become unclean through the seed of copulation. But there are children here, so I will not show But if I get you in the private place, I will show you how the seed of copulation... Forgive. <laughs> Verse 19. If a woman have an issue and the issue in her flesh be blood, then she shall be put apart seven days. And whosoever toucheth her hey, shall be unclean until the evening. Right now, there are some of you who are unclean because you are near to. Hey! Everyone also on which she lies during her menstrual impurity shall be unclean. And everything on which she sits shall be unclean. A lot of our pews are unclean. 
whether it be on the bed or on the thing on which she is sitting when she touches it she, he shall be unclean until the evening if a man actually lies with her so that her menstrual impurity is on him he shall be unclean seven days and every bed on which he lies shall also be unclean <laughs> and you may not understand but medically you may understand that blood is one of the most fertile mediums for uh, bacteria and infection you see so as soon as you are dabbling with blood right you got a whole area which leads to infections and so many things you get it especially as it gets older you get it so blood you know is, you are touching something that is can make you sick and there are many diseases that are in the blood hey so as soon as you tamper with blood you are coming to destroy yourself give yourself certain sicknesses mercy you see as you read it your spirit becomes damper and damper and damper because you realize that there is no way and place to turn that you have not sinned in this world there's nowhere to turn you are a sinner through and through but you need a revelation from god for you to be able to when you confess and say lord forgive me for my sins but most of us we don't believe we only believe three things are sin fornication smoking drinking stealing even lying is not really a sin to us lying is i mean it's a christian behavior in the pseudo charismatic church forgive oh it goes on to talk about so many than the priests and their sins now turn with me to mark chapter 7 as we close and you just see that verse there in Mark chapter 7, you see, verse 1. Then came to him the Pharisees and certain of the scribes which came from Jerusalem. When they saw some of the disciples eating bread, which is to defile. Are you there with me? That is to say, with unwashing hands, they found fault. For the Pharisees, verse 3, and all the Jews, except they wash their hands often, eat not, holding the tradition of the elders. Are you there? And verse 4. And when they come from the market, and said they wash, they eat not, and many other things there be which they have received to hold, such as washing of cups and pots and brazen vessels and tables. Then the Pharisees and scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk according to this tradition, but eat bread with unwashing hands? Hallelujah. You see, this is where this question came from. Because they have been taught what sin is and how to get rid of it. Always washing, always washing, always washing. And that's how come this question came about. And when Christ saved us, are you listening to me? He redeemed us, he paid the price to buy us. But after we are bought, we are still here. And every day you live, you are sinning. Everything you do, that's why Jesus said, if you point at the moat in your brother's eye, there is a beam in your eye. Jesus said, why do you do that? You don't know that there is a beam in your eye. And it is so true. We just have to look carefully. That's one of the reasons why I've enjoyed Rejoiner. Because in almost every situation, he sort of brings out a reason how the sin is with you yourself. Your jealousies, your wickedness, your envy, and so many things about you that you realize that is how you really are. Even Osama bin Laden, when they, they bombed uh, the September 11th, they, they bombed the Trade Towers, he said, if we had gone to witness and preach to them, maybe they wouldn't have become Muslims and they wouldn't have become radical people who come and kill. But we are sitting down, not witnessing, and so the, the, the crimes that they have committed you understand are really the blood is actually on our hands because we have a part to play in it so as we are pointing to somebody you are already guilty of of that same crime because if you had done what you should have done this thing would not have happened 
And that is what I believe. Many of us Christians, that's why we don't understand. If, if we confess, if, that's one of our sins constantly should be confession. Confess your sins. The sins you don't know about and the sins you know about. Because if you analyze an action, when you know that this unclean person that you have touched, you go home and you don't wash and it means you want to destroy yourself. If you knew that there was poison, say, I will not wash my hand. I just put the poison on myself and on my children and in my house. Then it means you are a killer. You are a murderer. But you see, it takes deep thinking to know that these things are all sins. So we are all sinners. It's just the grace of God. Nobody can feel confident and nobody should feel too good. Yeah. And so as we grow older, don't become too confident to judge somebody. Rather become cooler and cooler and cooler and cooler and cooler in the system. When you see a a young person come as somebody who has ability to point out sins. You see that this person is not experienced. But as time goes by, you will stop pointing people's problems out to them. You will be seeing your... You see, when you have those problems, you realize you don't have the strength to point out somebody's sins. Because you, you know that what you are going to talk about, yours is even... You are it. In fact, it makes it difficult to preach. It makes it difficult to preach. Because sometimes if you are going to be strong, so you realize that, look, if we go into this thing, eh, you realize that you are, you are, you are one of the people. <laughs> and so you will find out that as you become more mature, you start preaching more about positive things than negative things. Eh? You know that, not that you don't believe in this, but you'll be speaking more about God and about his love and mercy and other things, rather than some of you, this and that, you do this and that, and God will kill you. Hey, hey, hey. Mercy. And so this blood is available every day to cleanse us, to cleanse me. And when the blood comes, the spirit will come. When the blood flows, the spirit and the anointing flows. That's why the priests were anointed one blood, one oil. And I want to say, pastors, as we become more conscious of his presence, let's become more conscious of our frailty. It's not that you don't have faith. You have faith. But you know that it's just the grace of God. Oh, yes. You will love your husband more because you will know I am probably worse as I'm pointing out his faults. And you love your wife more because as you are pointing out her faults and you think about it carefully, you realize that you are actually the cause of the problem. And as you start to point fingers at your congregation, your hand will come down slowly. Mercy for my soul. Let me put my hand in my pocket and just be coolly being in the church. Because the blood of Jesus is what cleanses us. And that's why he said, if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar. God is a liar. Pastor Ishmael is a very bad person. He's a sinner. But by the blood of Jesus, he's a very good person. And in fact, when that blood washes him, he's like an angel. There's no human effort he could ever make to get to that level. Nothing he can pray or do can make him reach that level. Bishop Daggett knows. He's an evil man. Yeah. His thoughts are evil. His life is evil. Wickedness. Sin. Have plagued my soul. That's why I'll die one day. The soul that sinned shall die. Oh, you've not thought about it. What I'm saying is too hard for you. But by the blood. When the blood cleanses me, I become so white that even angels will bow to me. And you become humble. Is it not true? Yeah. I know one country. Some soldiers overtook the country. And they came into power. And they arrested all the leaders of the government before. And they shot them. They killed them. I will not tell you the name of the country. (laughs) But after some years... They stopped shooting people and killing people. Because they themselves, their hands were heavy. That hand you are going to use to pull a trigger, 
is also covered with sins. I also know another country. Recently, they had uh, democratic elections. So when the new democratic power came, they started to prosecute those of the old government with zeal and strength. I'll not mention the name of the country. It's a country, it's a country in the world. In fact, the first part of their, 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 their term was, was dominated by the cases they were bringing up against this person, against that person, against this person, and they were taking it up strongly. But after some time, you wouldn't hear much of it. Perhaps the hands were also heavy. Yeah. With so many questions to be asked. Or oh, what I'm saying is not a, a real message. Yeah. I don't want to mention any country. I mean, Venezuela, I mean, Kuwait. It's a, it's a country in the world. In the first half of the alphabet. The name starts with the first half of the alphabet. The more mature you are, when you see something bad, you just turn your face up and you will not. Sometimes when I look at judges, I say, hey, what a job to be a judge. It's a very, very, I, I don't know, maybe they should be paid so highly because you are going to decide somebody's fate. That you, you are a bad man, go. Three years, you, go. Eight years, you, go. Hey. Mercy. How many years will you go in for yourself? Or how humble we will be. How many realize that it's a humbling reality? You realize that you now you have become cool. Yeah. As you judge people. If they call you, one of the things I don't like is when I, I have to be involved to say this person has done this and he's a sinner and he has done this and I have to be involved to I mean I, I, to correct them that's the part of my job that I don't like at all I'll rather sleep and let it pass over my head because I a human being that's why Paul said if anyone is overtaken in a fault you which are spiritual only spiritual people Correct such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself. Lest thou also be tempted. In the spirit of meekness. That's the only way. Only a spiritually mature person can help to restore somebody. And that one, when you do it, it's in the spirit of meekness and it is with the consideration of yourself. Because you are the next candidate. In fact, yours have already taken place. Only that maybe they took place in your mind. Or they took place and you have not been caught. Or they are about to take place in one and a half years time. Mercy. Forgive. When you see somebody's marriage breaking down, getting divorced. Don't stand to talk and say, you should have heard some Christians. Eh? How is a man of God? What do you think this is? Just shut your big mouth. Shut up. You understand what I'm saying? Shut up. You get what I'm trying to say? You get what I'm trying to say? I said, shut up. So here, yeah, man of God has done this and that. Shut your beak. Yeah. Yeah. One day, there was a, a Christian leader. A pastor, a very nice pastor, he went and had a problem with a lady. And um, so there was this brother, he was an SU leader. Oh man, he took the guy to town. I say, he took the guy to town. He lambasted him and dissected him into pieces. You know, sometimes, sometimes when people are a bit charismatic and any problem happens to them, there are some people who are always happy. He took the guy and said, you, you see a pastor, this and that and that, self-made, whatever, this, 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 oh! It wasn't easy. Years later, years later, I wish this story has a happy ending, but it doesn't have a happy ending. 
Years later, this same SU brother, he also threw his wife out, went for his own girlfriends. No, I mean, I'm talking about the proper SU people who, who are out of fashion. Those that everything they have looks different. I'm talking about real Christians. Not our type of, I mean, modern Christians. Real Christians that are not fashionable. He ended up in the occult. Yeah. And a pastor told me one day, he said, I was, I was in my house at midnight and I heard a knock on the gate. And it was this SU brother. He was sick, he was dying. He came and he said, I need to talk to you. And he confessed all his sins and he died. Yeah. He said, Oh. Hmm. Uh, just cool off. Cool off. By the time you finish, yours is being prepared to happen. I mean, not see how yours will come about. So just be cool. Call on the grace of God. When you see a, pro- a trouble, you don't know how yours will happen. Just pray, Lord, have mercy on me. And let's, come, and let's be humble. When we come to church, don't lift your eye up in arrogance. What are they coming to say? What are they going to say? We don't have to spoil the church. We don't have to accuse. We have to be humble in spirit, knowing that as you are here, just by grace, by grace, by grace, that you are sitting in church. By grace, I'm preaching. I don't have to be angry with you because I'm preaching by grace. My position is by grace. Yours is also by grace. We have to cry to God for mercy and grace. And I believe that through that, more anointing is going to come on our lives. Lift your hand and thank him right now for his mercy and his grace. Father, thank you for your blessing. Hallelujah. Now, it doesn't mean that you should go and do bad things. It's like nobody can talk about you and about anything that is bad. No. It doesn't mean that. The mercy of God is not a license to become full of evil. Lift your hands to the Lord. Thank Him for His blessing. Oh, you know something? I want us to just confess our sins. Just confess your sins to the Lord. Ask the Lord to cleanse you. Cleanse you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word tonight. Thank you for the blood. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Forgive us, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, Jesus. Have mercy, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the blood. Thank you, Lord, for the blood. Father, have mercy on our miserable, miserable friends. How sinful we are, oh God. How evil. And yet you have accepted us. Even we come and pray without ever even mentioning that we should be cleansed with your blood. But Lord, we come today, we say, have mercy on us, Lord. Cleanse us, oh Lord. Cleanse us, oh Lord, with your blood. Sometimes the only prayer that we need to pray is a prayer for mercy and forgiveness and cleansing with the blood of Jesus. Jesus. 
Father, we thank you so much today for your blessing. As we go on, Lord, in your word, teach us the preciousness of your blood and how that blood has saved us. Oh, God. And has rescued us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God for the blood. Oh, hallelujah. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank God for his mercy. Oh, yes. Everybody look at me for a moment. You see what I'm doing? This is one of the best places to be on your knees when you are before the Lord. Do you know that? Charismatics, we don't kneel down. Catholics kneel down and we laugh at them. But one of the best places for us is on our knees, begging and asking the Lord for mercy. But charismatics, we don't kneel down. In fact, if a pastor kneels down in a charismatic church, it looks strange. But one of the best places that we ought to be are on our knees. And I will say that the greatest blessings I've had have been on my knees. It's true. The experience I talk about in Suhum, I was on my knees. Mm. Certain things that happened to me, I was on my knees. Mm. Lift your hands and thank him right now for his mercy. Oh God, cleanse us by your blood. 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 Oh Lord, we were laughing, Lord, when we said those who eat pork are unclean, and we were laughing about shrimps, and we were laughing about shito because we don't really believe that they are saints. Have mercy on us, oh God. Cleanse us from things we don't even know have made us dirty. Let us be cleansed in your blood, washed in your blood. Oh, let us not despise Presbyterians, Catholics, Methodists, Pentecostals, Charismatics, or anyone. Have mercy on us, rather, Lord. Show us your mercy, show us your grace. Show us your mercy, show us your grace. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You may stand to your feet, everybody. How many believe that the Lord is anointing you? You believe it. Father, thank you tonight that you bless us and you heal us and you save us. Touch us by your spirit and thank you for your grace and your mercy. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Just close your eyes for a moment before I take my seat. I want to, if you are here tonight and you don't know Jesus as your savior, maybe somebody invited you. I want to pray for you before we we leave this place. If you are here, maybe somebody invited you, but in your heart, you are not born again. When I say born again, you don't know whether you go to heaven or hell when you die. If you are here like that, just lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you that God will wash your sins away and redeem you in his blood. If you are here like that, lift up your hand. Just your right hand. Lift it up high. Thank you. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. Lift it up high. Pastor, pray with me. I want to be born again today. If you've lifted your hand, I need you to come to the front. Just come to me in the front here. Just come. Just come. Just come. 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 All right. God bless you. Amen. What's your name, my brother? What's your name? Thomas. No. Norbert. Let's all pray. Sister, come. If you are coming, come quickly. Amen. Lift your hands and say this prayer. Say this prayer. Everyone join and say, Lord Jesus, thank you for today. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Today, I receive Christ as my Savior and my Lord. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Father. From today, I belong to Jesus. Wash me, Lord, in your blood. And I am free today. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.